Hello and welcome to Functionally Fit with Jen Rice. I am really just delighted to have today's guest. Um, before we dive into today's topic, I just want to mention that um, with this podcast, we are very uh, reliant on listener support. So if you are listening to this and you like what we're putting out, please um, consider subscribing wherever you're listening. And uh, it really does help us to hear feedback. So with uh, a lot of the platforms, you can actually send a message. So if you hear something from our guest or from me, or you want, would like more information on something in particular, you can actually shoot us a message or give us a voice message through there. And we just appreciate feedback. So we know that you're getting what you'd like to hear and um, getting your questions answered too. So today um, we're tackling um, a subject that is, uh, I think there's never been a more important time to learn more about this because uh, chronic disease is becoming more and more apparent. And this is globally, this is not just a United States problem. It's a global problem. And Unfortunately, a lot of medical systems are just not set up to deal with chronic smoldering illnesses that don't really have a, you take this medicine and it goes away, or you take this thing, or you do that procedure and it's just gone. When you have something that waxes and wanes, that goes, it comes and goes, that is sometimes very disabling, sometimes it seems okay, we don't really know how to handle that in modern medicine. So my guest today, I am so thankful for you to be here. It's Ananita Rungta, and she is um, a functional medicine certified health coach. And she is also a author of a book called I Have Eczema, So What? So anyone who um, has listened to the podcast before knows that I have a background in dermatology as a physician assistant. So uh, anything that can help patients with these smoldering conditions like eczema and psoriasis. I am all ears. She also is launching uh, a podcast that will be focused really deeply on autoimmune. So if you like this content, you'll want to, uh, we'll keep you tuned in the comment section, but in December, she'll be launching her own, con, uh, her own uh, podcast, which I'm going to be excited to listen to as well. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here and uh, excited too. Excellent. Um, so yeah, if you could just kick us off, I will kind of dive right in on um, when I was doing a little reading about you and your background, you had been in like the financial services and sales background. And I would love to know if there was something that um, personally drove you to like this switch or if you could elaborate on that for us, I think it'd be really helpful. Uh, yes, uh, actually, uh, it was a health crisis in my family, specifically with regards to my daughter. As you mentioned, I was in the financial services sales corporate world for 10 years. And I have two kids. So my daughter is, uh, was about seven at that time. And she had eczema since she was one. Uh, which is the which is why there's a book about eczema and I'll get to that but um, so that sort of became uh, you know sort of went out of control to the point that we reached a stage where she was an immunosuppressive medication and uh, for a number of years and as a side effect of one of the drugs she was uh, admitted in the hospital with a life-threatening infection and that was the lowest point of our lives and that was also the turning point she recovered 
um, we were lucky. So she pulled through, she came back home. And this was in 2013. So she basically celebrated her seventh birthday in the hospital, ICU. Uh, she came back home and I sort of vowed that I know that I would find a way and there had to be a better way because all, till that point I had relied completely on the medical care system. And we had amazing doctors, but I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, I had to find some other better solution. And it took me a year of research, the whole of 2014. I was, you know, I was trying to figure out what else could help her. And of course, I come from a, a country where we talk about, I, we, we have a history of Ayurveda, but unfortunately, I think somewhere, not many of us are practicing it for many different reasons. And functional medicine, I stumbled across in 2014. Took her to UK again, uh, took her to UK for, uh, for her functional medicine uh, treatment. And uh, she got off all medications into, in a couple of years. And, you know, sort of her eczema basically healed. And all, it, all we had to do was heal her gut, which is a long journey, as you would know, Jen. I mean, um, uh, and, you know, that's, that's how it was. And in, in, the, in the middle of doing all of that, I figured out, you know, I think this is something that many people are grappling with. We had... I mean, we've been through all the changes that we had to make in terms of diet, lifestyle, stress, and, you know, living with a chronic condition, uh, you know, whether it's eczema, whether it's an autoimmune condition or anything severe like that, it's really hard. It's really, really hard, even when you know how to do all that. That's what led me to functional medicine health coaching. And I joined FMC and I became certified in 2017. That's, oh, that's how my journey began. That's wonderful. Well, I'm sorry that your daughter went through all that because I do know that it's a um, it's an up and down, round and round process with skin conditions, especially for children. Um, a lot of the medications that, for example, you know, steroids um, can stunt growth and cause all sorts of, you know, issues like that too. But it can also, you know, cause permanent skin changes as well. And yeah. so I, did you find that there was a, a diet component or a food that was driving it too, or just cert, all certain foods? Like was she no, a think, celiac or no? No, no, no she's okay. not celiac, but I think uh, initially, so I think it was a combination of things and there were probably was a trigger into, I'm not sure, but in 2011 or so when her skin started worsening because she had that condition since she was one. Uh, and uh, which is from 2007, but uh, you know, I never knew any better. I didn't know that they were diet or food had anything to do with her skin, right? Nobody tells you all this. Right. And I think by the time uh, 2011 came around, there was some probably some kind of trigger because she was on, she was having everything right at the time, but there is gluten, dairy. And uh, I think she was off dairy for a couple of years. It did help, mm -hmm. but 2011 onwards, it's sort of worsening, which is why she was put on immunosuppressive medication. And she happened to be that one in a million person who had that drug side effect. So it was unfortunate. That's how it happened, actually. Yeah, but, uh, and eventually I figured out that diet has everything to do with chronic condition. Yeah. So gut has everything to do with the chronic condition. Right. I learned I, that the hard way. I know. Yes, me too. Um, but I know watching a child go through it is, um, you know, we'd always rather take the place of, of that. But when the, um, so then you, you kind of are now bit by the bug and know that um, it's helped your daughter so much. And it's also helping you and the rest of your family because you're all, yes. you all made changes. And then what made you decide to write a book and what is the book about? So this was actually her dermatologist's idea because they saw that journey that we've been through and how we'd managed uh, eczema, not only from, uh, you know, 
a physical point of view, of course, but as a family together. So, you know, we all came together and we made the changes together. So there was a long journey. Uh, so she's the one who encouraged me to write a book. So it's a book. It's an illustrated book. It's uh, for children. Actually, oh, so it's, okay. uh, it's, it's for young oh, children. Great. So and it's not so much because see, there's a lot of information about eczema, but I don't think there's enough about how to actually live with it. Right. Okay, in, in a way where the family comes together with love and support and compassion and, you know, when they're people. So it's actually about a family. So the characters are the, because my daughter, I have a younger son. So there was, a, there is one girl who's nine year old. She was around nine at that time. And a younger brother who stands up for her. Then her parents, her, you know, grandparents, they all come together and support her. So it's more about that because, it, you know, you can actually substitute eczema for any chronic condition that a child has because you're struggling with it day in and day out. So that's actually the book is, I think, more about that, more uh, about uh, overcoming this. That's, that's really, but, but how wonderful. That is such a great resource for, I think, parents and um, definitely one that I'll keep in mind too, because I, I think that uh, having children also take an active role versus just oh, we got to put on this cream again and oh, you know, it's a fight yeah. and all of that. I think yeah. that that can be, um, yeah, it can, and skin problems are visual. So it's not uh, unlike some other conditions that you can't see, the skin it's problems hot. are always apparent, right? Yeah. They don't hide, you can't hide them. The yeah. same would be, yeah. you're right, with acne, severe acne. I know that that is so psychologically impactful for yes for children too, but deeply also rooted some uh, in gut health. So we know that the better our gut health is, the better you know, your skin will be too. Yeah. So yes. when you're working with um, clients now and doing this autoimmune, are, is there a particular, I know some people tend to specialize on thyroid versus adrenal versus diabetes, or do you just kind of feel like everything's connected and you do all of those or are you more specialized uh no um, actually when i started i was doing a whole lot of stuff uh with because i was just starting off with my coaching i have a solo coaching practice but now coming back to your question i uh i think autoimmune uh healing uh, when you're starting to trying to figure it out and find and address the root cause the foundation is pretty much the same so i haven't specialized i've consciously not specialized in any a particular kind of diagnosis. Uh, rather, I actually incorporate a whole lot of, um, so, you know, it's mind-body approach. So, of yes. course, functional medicine is all about whether it's your diet, etc. But I, what I find, especially because I work with women, and of course, you know, so being a woman myself, I know, you know, a lot of how, what are the other things? So, like, for example, self-care, we put mm -hmm. ourselves at the bottom of our list, right? Uh, so, all of that, uh, stress management, mindfulness. So, I actually put in a lot of uh, that into my coaching as well. Um, and I think that goes beyond any diagnosis that you can think of. So, while I focus on autoimmune, because I find that, especially in my country, not too many people who can help, uh, you know, uh, people who are going through an autoimmune uh, diagnosis. That's why I've chose to focus on this. And because I have personal experience of dealing with gut health. Um, so yeah, so I don't specialize in a particular autoimmune diagnosis, uh, but it's all about the gut, uh, five stage gut repair system. It's about hormonal balance. It's about, uh, you know, immune dysfunction, dysregulation. So we work on that. So I go through a six stage journey actually with my clients. So I take them through a six stage journey to help them, to help them with that. I, I love this too, because I think sometimes 
I, you know, this might be a very American statement as far as, uh, you know, you can feel like you're the only, you, you, the, the female problems that are happening here aren't happening anywhere else. Like you have this sort of bubble mentality where you don't even really think of women all over the world potentially being like, like there's someone somewhere else walking the same path I am or having like the same type of struggle because we do get very central focused and inwardly focused. And I would love for you to share a little bit about just women's view on health there um, in your country and how similar potentially we all are. Um, uh, because I do think there can be sometimes a disconnect and you know, with the globalization of things and the connectability, I'm super excited about how women can help each other in this health area to just completely excel and break through um, a lot of the things that have held us back in our health. And, uh, you know, the excessive weight gain that we experience here. And yes. I don't know, do you have an obesity issue in, in your country or not? We as much have as a right, uh, not as much. Uh, because I think primarily our food is uh, by and large still home cooked. Okay. So we don't focus. I mean, we, of course, you know, it's uh, a lot of unfortunate, the, the, uh, a lot of the Western culture, which is not the not so good part of it has also, you know, come in, which, you know, which is a part of globalization. Sure. So not so much, but it is more of an urban phenomenon. So most in the cities, you will get uh, some rising obesity, especially in kids, which is alarming. Mm -hmm. yes. But not as bad uh, as it is in some of the Western countries. And to answer your question, I was surprised by this because even I had a notion in from my living in my country that we have problems which are typical to maybe Indians or South Asians or Asians. And when I did my FMCA training and then I was connecting with coaches across the globe, many of whom are women, uh, then I connect, then I did my, I'm doing my second level of certification from the School of Applied Functional Medicine. Again, many women, then you know, I've joined multiple, like, you know, the mastermind that we were both in. So now I'm connected with many women globally over the last seven, eight years. And I have found that it's actually the same. Women everywhere have the, you know, similar issues. And I used to think that that may not be true earlier, but I've changed my mind since then, because I think whoever I speak to, and I have some coaches that are good friends of mine, and, you know, we've been friends since 2016 now, it's the same problem. We are managing and trying to juggle our households. We're trying to manage our children, multiple responsibilities, uh, high levels of stress, you know, and uh, self-care, lack of self-care. It's the same issue everywhere. And the environment That's is changing everywhere. Um, air quality is always an issue, which we have little, you know, kind of, I guess you'd say immediate control over. We have little control over um you know pollution and these kind of things too which contribute and then our food supply yes. chain like you mentioned um too i know food supply uh just over the years has just become less nutritious generally speaking yes. so it's all the same type of i think like you'd say um environmental triggers which we think mm. a lot of autoimmune can even be viral triggers so um, I don't want to deep dive too much because that could probably waylay us into a deep conversation, but maybe have you back sometime too for that. But if um, with, I've been learning a lot more about that they do believe that virus can be potentially, and I'm not talking about the current virus that yeah. but like viral illness in general um, 
can be a trigger for autoimmune. They believe that, right? Uh, yeah. So there is uh, there is a component of that because at the heart of autoimmune uh, illness rise immune dysregulation. So anything that affects the immune system, you know, I the way I explain it, I think I explain it to my clients with an analogy because it helps them to understand what's happening in their body. And the way I say it is, I use the country of India, but you can actually use any country. So I said that if your immune system is under attack, you know, whether it's the foods that you're eating, whether it's some, so physiological stress or anything, you know, that's something that is uh, triggering your immune attack and you're trying to, so I talk them about Northern India. So, you know, suppose all your police forces and everything is trying to uh, protect the border at the North then you might have some threats coming in from the south of the country, right? And uh, so, and if there's an ongoing viral load, if there is a simmering infection, you know, and this has been going on for a very long time, then that, that uh, you know, creates a pro huge problem down, you know, over a period of time. It's not something this happens overnight because our immune systems and our body is extremely resilient, right? I think that's the first message I give to my clients. That's where I actually start. Even before I talk about immune dysregulation and, weak immune system and all. So I think that's my first message, but you're right. So coming back to the virus, uh, that has a role to play in this. So anything and everything that has a role to play, we sort of work around it, but we again start at the foundation. And usually we start with three things because that's at the crux of it all, food, toxins, and stress. Yes, and you can clear this, these chronic um, smoldering, whether they're virus or you know, some other kind of invader or maybe too much of one bacteria. That's another yes. thought with the whole That's gut another is one. that yeah. you, can, um, you can correct this. It takes yes. time. It can sometimes often take, um, you know, a lot, of, uh, <laughs> a lot of moments of don't eat this, even though you're, you know, yes. but yes. I think you begin to learn new habits. And yes. This is where also working with someone or being able to be a part of a community of people that are moving towards the same goal can be very helpful because there are a lot of things stacked against many of us every day out there because a lot of the things that are super convenient to have are just not serving our bodies or our no. minds. And the way we eat affects our mind and that's the whole thing too. So yeah, if yeah. you were, um, I know that I don't want to, I, I know we were going to try to keep this at a good length and you have to, uh, uh, to run and get to the airport too, but I'm so excited that you were on today. And I think um, we'll all be looking forward to your podcast, but I hope you'll come back and maybe be able to expand a little bit more on, you know, maybe with even some specific, uh, you know, patient, uh, you know, clients that you've seen that you have, uh, you know, kind of some great, we could do some great examples and, and that kind of thing. I'd love for you to be back. But um, before we kind of wrap up, and I know that people would want to maybe connect with you more. And if they wanted to do that, you're, we'll put in the show notes. Um, you, I know you have a website. We'll put the link to, um, do you have some social media that they could connect with you there? Yes. Yeah, so my website you have, which is anindittarunta.com and my Instagram handle is at the rate anindittarunta. Okay, great. Uh, and I'm, yeah, these are the main places and I also have a Facebook page. And as you mentioned, there's a podcast coming up soon. Yeah, and maybe we'll Focusing link your Facebook to... page to this because that'll yes. be an easy way for us for, uh, yes. for them to get to you as well. 
But I wanted to see if you could leave us with, um, if you just had a couple, I know you gave us a little window of a couple tips, but if you were to give someone who's maybe, uh, let's say someone is listening to this and they've been struggling with a, you know, maybe a thyroid condition that seems to be okay with, or they, their doctors are telling them it's pretty regulated with medication, but they still, my the common thing I hear is I still feel tired. I still feel like, uh, you know, my hair is falling, you hair, know, whatever yeah, it might be. Yeah, um, yeah. I just don't feel like me as much. Um, other than um, obviously, you know, perhaps seeking some help too, what would you recommend that they could begin doing immediately each day to try to empower themselves a little bit better? You know, I think one area that I mentioned that all women have in common, and I see that all across the world, is that many of us struggle with taking care of ourselves and feeling that, and I think, you know, honestly, this goes much deeper. So I'm just sort of trying to put one thing, and I'll tell you what the practical uh, aspect is, is to just put yourself, you know, uh, prioritize your, your health. I think that's where it all starts. Once you start prioritizing your health, which I, by which I, you know, it, it means different things for different people. So for me, it might mean taking out time to exercise, you know, every other day. Uh, it, for me, it also means read every day. I am an avid reader. So it looks different for different people, you know, but these small things add up. So it's not about only the thyroid condition or this condition or lupus or whatever else might, you might have. You can pretty much do small things which gather momentum and it can start, and when you start prioritizing that, then you can start prioritizing your sleep. So you go to bed half an hour, maybe earlier, simple things, you know, very, very simple thing. Uh, you can prioritize sitting down and eating your food. Okay, because we, we talk so much about the more exotic stuff that I think some of the very basic things get left out, which are equally important. So whether it's your eating hygiene, whether it's your sleep hygiene, whether it's your self-care routine, whether it's moving your body, not going to the gym, but just moving your body. And you can start there. You can take these small steps, which are completely doable because all of us have at least five minutes in a day to do this, to start off with. Maybe it's mindfulness, maybe it's sitting with a cup of tea. That's my favorite meditation. Just sitting with a cup of tea or coffee. I've taken my, I take my clients through all this. Yeah, and that's where you start. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. We, it's been it's been really a pleasure. I'm so glad that we our paths crossed and that um, now hopefully we'll have you back though too. Yes, thank you so much, Jen, for having me. And uh, yeah, I look forward to being back here.